Okay, we're doing a little series on the names of God, taken from the New Testament, a lot of them from the book of John, because John was careful about this and recording them. But these names came from Jesus himself. It was Jesus who said, I am the light of the world. I am the living water. I am the door, what, Jesus, what Levi talked about last week. And so these names came from Jesus himself. And remember that Jesus came to reveal God. Because we'd say, well, what's God like? I don't know. I never saw him. What does he talk like? I don't know. I never heard him. But how are we going to know what God is? Well, Jesus is the extension of God into the world. So now we've had God right here. We heard him talk. We saw how he behaved. And so Jesus gave us these little phrases that really stick in your mind, trying to help us to understand. And uh, so he's going to talk today about being the good shepherd. The good shepherd. And uh, we're going to look at Luke chapter 15. There's something that brings this conversation in. Now, I know last week Levi talked about, uh, I am the door of the sheep. And he talked about the sheepfold where uh, the shepherd sits at the door. And he becomes the door. And that's, that's actually a very literal thing I was reading about from an author, and he said he was over in the Holy Land, and he came on a, a sheepfold. It is a, a round, circular structure to keep the sheep in, and there's an open uh, place there where the sheep went in and out. And the guy said, well, where's the door? And the shepherd said, I'm the door. I lay down across the opening, so I'm the door of the sheepfold. And that's, of course, 2,000 years later. They're still saying the same thing. All right? So Jesus uses this, and this would be very familiar because there's sheep everywhere. Sheep are funny. You see them around here sometimes with a lot of cows, right, because cows give a lot of milk. <laughs> Uh, but sheep aren't so popular here as they are in other places. You go to Norway, you don't see cows, not enough ground. Everything's like this. So uh, they got a lot of sheep over there. And I saw a sheep fold over there. And, of course, in Israel, it's too dry for a lot of cattle. And so they can have these sheep and wander all over the mountains and tend sheep. So here we go. Luke 15, and then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And so Jesus was talking to people called publicans. Those were tax collectors. And to everybody in that time, those are the scum of the earth. If you're collecting taxes, you're collecting it for Rome. We hate Rome, so we hate you. <laughs> so they hated tax collectors, publicans. And then it says just sinners. That's the rest of the world. <laughs> Everybody else was a sinner unless you were a tax collector, then you were a nasty sinner. And Jesus is eating with these people. 
And first of all, he was nice to them. And these Pharisees and scribes, they wouldn't talk to him. Matter of fact, if a Pharisee's going down the road and there comes a publican, he'll cross over so he doesn't walk by him. They do anything to avoid him. He doesn't want to come near him. That's the way the Pharisees were. And Jesus walked right up to them, talked to them. And they said, well, come on to dinner. Oh, sure. And these scribes and Pharisees would never eat with anybody. And so Jesus is about to describe this behavior of his. And he's going to describe it as being like a shepherd. Here we go. As he explains why he is the way he is. Verse 3, and he spake this parable unto them, saying, <clears throat> What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. When he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. And I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. All right? And so he said, I behave like a shepherd. It's, it's behavior that you're familiar with if you've been around sheep. And it's like any good shepherd would do. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I behave like a good shepherd. That is, I go out and I look for lost sheep. I look for lost sheep. Now, when I hear that, my mind starts thinking about questions. It's good to have questions, reasonable questions that can be asked, always in the Bible's willing to answer them. Uh, I thought... We were supposed to search for God. Not God search for us. But we were supposed to search for God. Doesn't it say that? Well, sure it does. Over in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 7, I can read it for you. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says something here. Chapter 7, verse 7. Ask... And it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. The instruction Jesus gave very clearly, you seek. You go seek. You ask the questions and you go seek. I expect you, he says, to go seek. And over in Jeremiah, there's a verse I learned when I was a little kid. We had an envelope at our house full of verses. And this was one of them in that pile. Jeremiah 29 and verse number 13 that I memorized when I was a little kid. It's a good one to memorize. I'm glad they had it in the envelope. Uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 13. It says... You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. That's to you and me. If you want to find God, you're going to go search and seek. And it can't be a half-hearted search. It has to be all your heart. 
give yourself to this searching. So, here's my question. If we're supposed to search for God, if we're supposed to seek him out and try to find him, then why is he looking for us? Well, he behaves like a shepherd, calls himself the good shepherd, and he behaves like a shepherd, right? And so he goes in search of lost sheep, and any shepherd would do that. It's a natural thing. So why does he go looking for them? Why does he go searching? Let me ask you the next question. Doesn't he know where you are? <laughs> right? And God's not saying, where'd they go? Where are they? I can't find them. Is God saying that? So what does it mean when he says, I'm going to search for you? Well, God knows where I am. He knows where I am. Well, if he's a shepherd, he's going to go look for you. And the reason is, of course, you are the one that's lost. He's not lost. But you, the one that wandered off, you're the one that lost. And so the good shepherd seeks the lost. He seeks the lost. He's looking for people that are lost, people that wander away from him. He's looking for them. Why do you think? What's in him to do that? Have you ever had an experience where you lost somebody you loved? Now, there's two ways to lose people. Of course, you can lose them by death. That happens when someone we love dies. We're separated from them. Or distance. I grew up in a family spread all over this United States. They're on the farthest coast. My brother was in Washington. My sister's in Minnesota. And my other sister was in Pennsylvania. And we got separated by distance. We saw each other once every five years or something if we were lucky. All right? Unless we made an effort. <coughs> so we're separated by distance. What happens when someone you love is separated from you? How do you feel? That's not a hard question, right? How do you feel? Well, you miss them, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you miss them? When somebody who's been dear to us in our lives dies, we miss that person. It comes to us every once in a while, some quiet moment, we remember that person, we think back and we miss him. So why is Jesus looking for you? Because he misses you. He misses you. You wander off and he misses you. It's, It's really as simple as that. So he goes looking for us You say, well, he already knows where I am. Yes, he does. But he comes looking for you. And you say, well, will he find me? Well, he's telling you this way. Come this way. Come on. 
This is the way. Follow me. Come this way. That's what he does. And you know where he's asking you to go. <laughs> right? People say, well, I didn't think I had to go to church. He said, come on. Let's go. Come this way. He's calling us. We, we know. We kind of know naturally those things. Now, here's another thing that a shepherd does. And it's not the way we think. When I was working on a farm, it was all cows. I never had any sheep. We had cows. But we had a couple dogs. Sick them, Charlie. Charlie sicks them. We had a, we had a, a shepherd, Australian shepherd, and he was really something. Trained in Australia on sheep. We brought him here, and we just... We'd count the cows up, there's one missing. Go get him. He might be a half a mile down the road. That cow's coming back with that dog nipping at his heels because he's driving, driving all the way. And cattle, you drive them. You don't say to the cow, come, come with me, cow. I don't do that. You got to poke him and stick him and kick him and every other thing and make him go the way you want. You got to drive a cow, all right? <clears throat> and they were telling a story, again, of shepherds out in east in Israel. And they said there was a place where there was water, and they had this huge fold or place where sheep come. And maybe there's a flock of sheep over in those mountains, and over in these hills there's another flock, and there's a couple over here and way over there. And they'd all come together for water they come to this sheepfold and when they got there all in the same fold great big old not a barn but a, a, an enclosure they put all the sheep together in there and you say how the world are you going to separate them they all look alike what are you going to do now with all these sheep in the fold and you got you know, a thousand sheep in there. How are you going to separate them? They're not even tagged. And so someone was asking that question. What do we do? How do we separate them? He said, it's easy. Watch. So this shepherd goes over there and he goes, over here. Come over here. And that shepherd over there says, come over there. And they separate themselves because they know the voice of their shepherd. And so they don't have to worry about separating them. All the different shepherds stand in different places and they call out to the sheep and the sheep goes to the one he knows their voice. That's how shepherds do it. Over in John chapter 9, or I'm sorry, John chapter 10. This is where Levi was talking last year, I'm the door of the sheep, last Sunday. <coughs> John chapter 10 Verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and have known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. So the shepherd calls out and, peep, and the sheep respond. So behaving like a shepherd 
is the way Jesus is trying to describe it. He says, I'm going to come and I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to call you and I'm going to talk to you. If you're one of my sheep, you should be familiar with my voice. So you know it's God talking in your ear. You know it's God calling to you. You know it's God saying, I want you to do this because you're familiar with the sound of his voice. You know the way he is. And so being one of the sheep, they say, well, we got to search. Well, you, you got to search too. But remember, he's searching for you too. If you've gone away, it's because he misses you. He enjoys your company. Sometimes I think about that and I say to myself, as people have said, you're not very good company sometimes. No, I'm not. You're right. Sometimes I'd rather just go off by myself. I like to be by myself. We say, what do you do now that you're retired? I'm by myself. I love it. I like it. I got no problem with being by myself, all right? And sometimes, but Jesus uh, <coughs> said, come on, come. Listen to me. I'm going to call you. You hear my voice, I'm calling. So this shepherd doesn't drive us. God's not saying, this way, let's go. He's not doing that. He's saying, come on, hear my voice and come. It's what I prefer. It's the way I want to behave with you. I'll come looking for you, and I'll go to no ends to find you. And you say, well, he knows where I am. Yeah, but you don't know where he is. So he's saying, hey, come, listen to me, come with me. And so it's that searching heart of the shepherd that comes, and then there's a recognition of the shepherd's voice. How are you going to recognize the voice of God? You say, I don't know, I never heard it, neither did I. Well, I heard it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I heard it over and over and over again. I keep reading it. I've been reading, preaching from those books. Half of the time I've been preaching for 32 years out of those four books. And I find it continuously, more and more, you get to know what that voice is because of what he says, because of how he behaves toward you, because of the gentle call. It was the urgent call sometimes. It's just a wonderful thing. And he said, Jesus said, there's joy in heaven over this. This is how he described it. Likewise, I say to you, there'll be joy in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. I find the lost one a really happiness, joy. God is thrilled with that. There's a song that's in our books. We don't sing it a lot in church because it's kind of long. <laughs> it tells a good story. The choir has sang it quite a few times. You may have heard it from them. I think we have maybe sang it a couple times. It's called the 90 and 9. And there was a guy named D.L. Moody. He was a famous preacher and he had this musician that he traveled with. And people would go up to that musician and say, hey, I wrote this poem 
What do you think? And he'd stick it in his pocket. I'll look at it later. Right? Sometimes you do that. I'll look at it later. So he stuck this poem in his pocket. He read it. That's a nice poem, stuck it in his pocket. Well, Moody preached a sermon about the sheep and the shepherd coming and calling his sheep. And then he said to Sankey, he, was, he had a portable organ that he carried around with him. And he said, you got a song for that? And he pulled out of his pocket that poem, put it on the organ, and right out of his head, instantaneously, he made the music. That's talent. More talent than I got, believe me. There were 99 that safely lay in the shelter of the fold. But one was out on the hills away, far off from the gates of gold, away on the mountains wild and bare, away from the tender shepherd's care. Lord, thou hast here thy ninety and nine. Are they not enough for thee? But the shepherd made answer, this of mine has wandered away from me. And although the road be rough and steep, I go to the desert to find my sheep. Lord, once are the blood drops on the way that mark out the mountain's track. They were shed for one who had gone astray ere the shepherd could bring him back. Lord, once are thy hands so rent and torn they're pierced tonight by many thorns. None of the ransom ever knew how deep were the waters crossed and how dark was the night that the Lord went through ere he found his sheep that was lost. Out in the desert he heard its cry, sick and helpless and ready to die. And the last glorious verse to get what Jesus put in. All through the mountains, thunder ribbon, and up from the rocky steep, there arose a glad cry to the gates of heaven. Rejoice, I have found my sheep. And the angels echoed around the throne. Rejoice, for the Lord brings back his own. Can't say any better than that. Perfect, perfect. Sankey sang it off the top of his head. They wrote it down later. It's in your book under the 90 and 9. It's the heart of a shepherd that loves his sheep, misses them when they're gone, goes looking for them, and says to them, Now come. You're off somewhere. Come with me. Follow me. Follow my voice. I'm not going to force you. I am not going to drive you. I want you to follow my voice. Come with me. And it's one of the most beautiful things that Jesus described when he talked about himself. I am the good shepherd. All right? Next week we'll go on. Thank you.